Joining us now on the line is somebody that a lot of people know in the Jewish community, Chilu Posen. Uh, he's done so much for the music industry in the Jewish world. Um, he started the first Hasidish choir and, you know, one of the first choirs here in the United States for, for the Jewish community. It's called Mizamrim. For It's been going on for a lot of years. How, how old is that choir already? The choir is 20-odd uh, years. Wow. And you started that with, the, how did that started as an official business, or did you start that with just some of your friends? And it just happened when uh, somebody called us, uh, called me actually, and he asked me if I can put together a couple of guys to come and sing by his son's simcha. Mm-hmm. And I said, "What do you What do you mean?" He says, "No, my family's going to be there, and we were just looking for." A couple of guys that uh, love to sing, and I I know that you and you, Hevra, you love to sing. So mm-hmm. come and do it by my samcha, and we'll together with the family. And we ended up, uh, I walked into the hall, and we had a table yeah. with five microphones there. And I was like, that wasn't part of the plan. Uh, mm-hmm. The plan was that we were going to sing with you. And so that was a that was came. a normal thing that you you get a couple of friends to come and sing at simchas by. What kind of no. simcha was it? This was a bar mitzvah, bar mitzvah. And, and we never did this before. Mm-hmm. So just that we used to do this in yeshiva, and we used to do this as uh, by by an event, right. uh, by a Siddish, uh, thing, by a rabbish. Uh, oh, yeah, by the Titian, that's where yeah. it's, uh, oh, that's even that, that's been going on even before that they had choirs by Hasidish events. But by Hasidish tradition was always that the Hasidim uh, used to sing, and, yeah. and it was the... It was a normal thing that, that that's been going on since Hasidus has been going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and your choir is still going on. It's a, it's a really long time, 20-something years. And this period of time, which is called Svira, is right after Pesach going on till, especially in the Hasidic communities, where people don't wait till Rosh and it goes till Shviyas. So how did that start? Because what, what you guys do now is with our music, uh, I'm, so you have a beat when you sing, but that's so about that, it, and so it, it sounds started, amazing. It started off with uh, people wanting to get some entertainment, some some music, I mean, some singing during a simcha, during Sphira, which uh, is bar mitzvahs or tenoyims or... Right. You can't have weddings. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, even Sheva Rachas. That, um, but but uh, lately it's been it's. Uh, I mean, in this time of the year, like right now, it's still going on Chasana because um, Litvish weddings is still going on until Rosh Right, right. But, but uh, like you said, a cappella is mm-hmm. something that uh, that we do every single night. And mm. since there is no music, and this brings out, uh, it makes it makes the simcha not only not boring, but people can actually dance mm-hmm. and 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 enjoy themselves by a simcha. Well, it's different than just when when you have music where you're singing and you have some harmony. You add a lot more to that with with the way you're singing and way more uh, extreme harmonies to That's get correct. more the the music vibe in it. That is correct, and but it's much harder. Yeah, but it's sure. much harder. Way more, de- there's way more details involved, and you know, exactly. And you need to have you need to have more guys than need more people with music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And where do you adapt that from? You got that from, you had to figure that out yourself. or You got that from the outside no, world. No, no, we didn't. No. Wow. 
figure that out ourselves and been going and going strong mm -hmm. that's amazing and now just last week on friday there was a one of the first, uh, which you probably knew very well because you've been in this industry for a very long time, Rabbi Chol Schnitzler, Um He was Nifter on Friday. What what kind of a relationship do you have with him for the, all this, so, these many years? And so besides uh, besides singing at simchas and weddings, Michal happened to be a personal friend that I was able to talk to not only music, um, I mean, personal life stories and stuff. If I would need advice on something that I would feel that somebody is going to give me unconditional advice without any um, personal feelings or like bias. Any, exactly, any bias and idea or something, he would just tell you the way it is. That would be for me. I mean, we were very very close there wasn't the time that i would call michael or michael would call me and say hello are we going to this hello to be me back and saying yeah. we would both jump on it i mean we we were very close he was such a tidy he's such a loss for quality so yeah, i heard about it. he was very very outgoing and very friendly and he would always take an opportunity to do chesed and go down to a hospital not only to, to do chesed not only to do chesed he made every person feel important he made a, 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 a human being feel that he's not alone that there is somebody who is smiling mm -hmm. at him somebody who wow. cares for that person that was my first mm -hmm. and a lot a lot a lot of the songs that he gave out on the cds that he gave out there was a lot of emotion in the songs and the way he sang it. Was he a very, very emotional person more than what you know regularly? Was he, he was a very a, deep, emotionally emotional kind of person? A very deep, like you said, a very deep, emotional person. It, most of his songs that he came out with, all the albums were Yiddish song, Yiddish speaking, right. or the Yiddish speaking Lyrics. clientele. But even the people that did not speak Yiddish would also understand the songs that he was singing just because of the way he delivered the song mm. and the way he sang it you were able to understand the song just from the tune of the song yeah you hear the feelings and the, the tone i've heard many of his songs and they're very very touching just the tune itself and the way he That's puts it right. down his voice was also a very powerful voice he had a very for, powerful yep. deep yep. voice yep sure uh now so that that was a real loss for the Jewish community, and uh, yeah. it was so sudden. It's really sad, and he was an amazing person, yeah. a really special person. Yeah. But I, I want to move away from uh, move from something further. I don't know if you ever thought about this, but uh, what's been going on recently over the last two months? You, I'm sure you heard about artificial intelligence AI. Uh, okay. It's been sweeping across the for sure the United States. Everybody's starting to use it. It's basically artificial intelligence. It's uh, new technology that. You, let's say you can ask it to write a song for you. You can ask it a question. It'll answer you. An answer, not like Google. It's not just going to give you an answer. That it'll bring you. It won't just bring you up an article. It's going to think it through and it's going to put together everything. So one of the things that, as I mentioned, that it can do is it can write you up a song and a poem, and it does a really good job of doing that because it collects all the data and you can tell it. Let me. Let, let's say write me a song about Philip Posen, um and Michal Schnitzler, and you know you put some more details about Sphere, and it'll get you a song that everything rhymes and makes sense. In, in in that fashion, exactly how you asked it, of it to do it. 
Um, wh- how do you think that that's going to have an effect on composers in the world of Jewish music? Um, and I think can also make up tunes, and we're finding out more and more about that. What do you think about that? Uh, if you so, thought about that, I didn't think about that, but um, I, I'm, I'm just gonna give you what's what's on top of my mind right now. Yeah. Uh, it might, uh, it might affect, and it might bring some flavor to not Hasidic singers, mm-hmm. but to feel what a Hasidic singer wants to deliver with his song, Mm -hmm. this will never happen with that. um, that It won't have the same feeling. It won't have that. It won't have that. The neshama Mm -hmm. that the Rabboni Shalom gave to a Yid, a computer cannot do that. It'll be it'll be artificial, you know, feelings. Yeah, it's going to exactly. see what people right. get emotional about, and it's going to try to, you know, create that. But I hear what you're saying, and it's also for sure what it's not going to be able to do. Like one of the things you you have now with the CDs and MP3s and all the music which you record beforehand, you have weddings where they don't have any singers over there, and you just have the recorded music playing, and the thing is, it doesn't make up for having a real live singer over there. So I guess you'd have the same kind of thing with AI, and exactly. with the real exactly. singer. I, it's mm-hmm. it's not gonna. I don't think it's gonna affect the Jewish music. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. Okay. Great. So thank you very much for having joined us here on the Hot Take of Jewish Music. It was great to have this guest with us, Kalu Posen. Thank you very much, everybody. Have a good one. See you next time.